And she's like, I just want to let you know, there's loads of us here in Canada, obviously with lockdowns and this, that and the other. Um, we haven't been able to get home. Oh, yes. And your podcast is like a little slice of home. And it's our little slice of brownie. Um, <laughs> a little slice of home and all. It's like listening to you, just the girls having the chat and we sit around and drink tea and listen to the podcast and all. Nice. And I was like, that oh my nice. God. But if you could all listen to it individually, that'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I was like... <laughs> Come on, girls. Come on, girls. Now, get the ratings up, please. Hello, and welcome back to the Beauty of Truth podcast. I hope you're all keeping well and safe this week. I know this week's announcements have people feeling a little bit low, a bit depressed, a bit hopeless, to name a few of the feelings we're all feeling this week. Another six weeks of home workouts and banana bread, some walking, maybe watch a bit of Bridgerton, though. Um, there's always time for a bit of Bridgerton if you haven't watched it. It's so good. Um, and I'm not going to preach and tell everybody how they should feel and what they should be doing, but definitely do make sure to check in on friends and family this next six weeks. Um, people are going to need as much support as possible because I know a lot of you guys have, all, have actually reached out to me saying that the podcast is keeping you going, which is so nice to hear. Um, But I do hope, and I just wanted to take this moment to say that I do hope everyone is keeping well and safe and the end is near. But speaking of checking in on friends and family, uh, me and a couple of my close friends, we've been making sure that we've been checking in on each other with long voice notes during all these lockdowns. And one of my friends um, is in with me today to talk about her, her recent experiences with miscarriage and molar pregnancies. Aoife MacDonald is a really good friend of mine. She's the creator and owner of her own PA agency, a PA agency that she's created mainly for influencers and business owners. And I leave the Instagram page in the show notes if you guys want to follow her. But Aoife comes on the podcast today to discuss her recent experiences with miscarriage and um, molar pregnancies. Um, it's a difficult conversation to have and to listen to, I won't lie. But Aoife wanted to bring awareness to her condition and to help women who suffer in silence to know that they are not alone and it is okay to talk about your miscarriage or, or difficulties in pregnancies or in, in fact getting pregnant at all. Aoife is one of the bravest, kindest people I've ever met and she's she tells a story with warm strength and pure, pure positivity. I say in the episode myself, I don't know that I would be able to personally sit, sit here and tell the story if it, if it was in fact happening to me. Um, I'm honoured that she, I'm honoured to be able to give her this safe space to tell her story um, and that this story is story to help empower women and men who experience problems such as Aoife. I hope that you enjoy listening to Aoife's story and welcome back to the beauty of truth. Oh and before we get into it this podcast is recorded and produced at Primal Productions Studios and you can find them on Instagram at Primal Pro. Because yeah, I'm and sorry, now even if hear I... me slurping <laughs> and chewing that brownie. Yeah, sorry. You know, brownie gets a bit like stuck in the Some teeth. Some people have like a, a fetish for listening to people eat like into microphones. Sorry, no, that's a thing. There's a name on it. It's like ASMR. ASMR. Oh, ASMR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Carly said this. Yeah, when I was drinking. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, people have a thing for it. So chew that brownie okay. into the microphone. Right, everyone who's into ASMR, <laughs> we've got it for you here today. <laughs> Okay, let's get started because we'll be here all bleeding like. Oh my god. So, Aoife, 
Thank you. So ASMR, that's all I can think about now as I try to get this brownie I'll try out not my to too close to the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, thank you so much for coming on to the Beauty of Truth podcast. It is so lovely to have a friend on. Oh, thank you for having me. I it. had to do very little prep because I know <laughs> you inside now. Um, and sorry, oh my God, don't eat brownie before you do a podcast. <laughs> thank you, mom. Yeah, thanks, mom. They weren't fun brownies, so they were just chocolate brownies. Um, but sorry, yes, it is so nice to have a friend on. I didn't have to do like loads and loads of research. I didn't have to... Like, get, I, I didn't have that, ne- I get very nervous before podcast. Yeah, because like, I haven't had any like best friends on. I've had friends. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, honoured to be called a best friend. Of course you are. If best you, friend. If you voice note, sorry, Dan, you're also a best friend. Um, which is why I didn't get nervous when we did your episode, which if anyone wants to listen to was the bonus episode of season one. Um, but it, what was I saying there now? I'm your best friend. You're my best, look, if you voice note. <laughs> Three times a week, you're in the best friend best ca- best friend category. Category, yeah. Everyone's qualified. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a qu- <laughs> that's a qualification. But look, let's get into it. For anyone who, um, because I will put a trigger warning on the show notes for a couple of the things that we're going to discuss today. Yeah. I'm sure the title of this episode will have gotten people thinking anyway and wondering mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into all of that. Just tell people a little bit about yourself. I always, I think it's such an Irish thing. I feel like uncomfortable yeah. telling anyone about myself. I'm like, Amifa and I'm sitting here with a cup of tea. Amifa and uh, we're best friends. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> End of podcast. So um, I suppose how we met, I'll start. I am a makeup artist and I worked in the airport in Mac and I worked with you, for you. you. I don't know how to say it. No, <laughs> we worked you. with is it with together? <laughs> That's not a word. We worked together. Worked worked together. Yeah, I was a trainer. Anyone who actually, I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but I was a trainer for Mac for travel retail for nearly four years. Yeah, and you worked in one of the doors that I worked in. I did. You never ever thought of myself as over anybody over anybody. Such, yeah. No, 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 no. And it never we worked felt together. That way. Good, good. These chats. A couple of people are probably <laughs> listening on she's a fucking arsehole to me. Didn't feel that way. No, never, <laughs> ever. Um, so yeah, I'm a makeup artist. I'm a makeup artist, makeup tutor. And I've also worked as a private, as- private assistant. Personal assistant. Personal it's like and something private. real like, it is private. It well, is pers- private. Personal private. private. Personal assistant, I suppose. I just fell into it about five years ago and I'm still doing it now. Recently launched kind of a business down that road. Um yeah, I'm 23 from Kildare. I always like eye roll I, when you say you're 23. I'm so old. No, you're not. I'm your not old a wrinkle friend. on your face. Not That's a the Botox I got before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know really what else to say. Going through life at the minute like everybody else is. And yeah, I don't even know why you have me here. <laughs> no. Stop. So I think recently a lot of people, well now you've, you've addressed the elephant in the room. I think a lot of people will wonder why, like with the title of the podcast and 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 the show notes and what this is about, you are going through life at the minute. And at 23, you've actually had a lot of life experience. And I think that's why sometimes, even though I'm like a couple, I'm a couple of years older than you, um, we always connected. I always found you to be like, when you told me your age, I was like, <laughs> what? I thought you were like 40. Thanks. Uh, not, not looking. Not looking. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's all that yeah. Mac on makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, I thought that you were the same age or like, I actually yeah. thought you were probably like, you know, 29, 30. Because people say that Very, me, yeah. very, very mature. So I think give yourself a little bit of credit. You actually have started your own company at 23, which is incredible. And Thank you've been you. going through a lot of hard experiences at the moment. So do you want to talk yeah. us through a little bit about what's been going on? Yeah, without going... <laughs> it would take a long time. But oh just no, it's like, a podcast. We've all the time in the world. I do love a long podcast. Yeah, go for it. So I suppose just to give a brief kind of synopsis in the end, say around, I would say, December 2019, um, myself, my boyfriend, Sean, <laughs> who were together Sean. nine years this year, decided December 19 that like I've just always wanted to be a mom. Always. Babysitting kids since I was 12. I had a, like a newborn baby at their christening and how I even thought someone would leave me with a newborn baby at that age, I'll never know. But there was obviously something. Yeah, they um, wouldn't have left it with me. No. <laughs> I was in a hotel room and everything. I wasn't even in a house, like mental. Right, we won't name those parents. No, still friends though, so it's all good. <laughs> Child is alive and well. Um, <laughs> um, always wanted to be a mom. So, and Sean, a dad. So we decided end of 2019 that we would try for a baby in 2020 I've never even said that out loud to anyone else for Sean so that sounds so weird saying out loud um and February we started trying and very luckily fell pregnant in April um in mm, where are we dates wise I think back June I was going for waiting on my routine 12 week appointment and I got a tiny like when I say tiny bit of spot in one day I mean I could have imagined it like it might not have even been there yeah 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 but everyone <coughs> who may have been through this will know that the tissue check sorry Dan if this is getting a bit like <laughs> TMI but every time you go to the toilet you're checking that tissue for blood yeah, uh, whether oh, you've had yeah, a miscarriage yeah. or not, or I'm not. sure it's oh, a pregnant yeah, yeah. thing. No, it is pregnant. Yeah, been pregnant, did it. Yeah, yeah. So there's always that tissue check, and one morning I was like, "Is it? Isn't it?" And the fear of God set in. So I rang the doctor, and obviously he's like, "Go get checked just to make sure everything's grand." They don't check you normally unless it's a lot more than this, whatever. Went to get checked. To be honest, I was a bit fobbed off when I went in, as in, oh, "Don't scan people for this. Like, you really don't need to be here." All this kind of jazz. This and is in the hospital. In the hospital. Okay. Um, in a prefab outside the hospital, the midwife was like, "Yeah, look, we don't scan people for this, but you're here. I won't give you a wasted journey. We'll scan you anyway, but you're Sounds come back to us in two much. weeks." And I was like, "Okay, waiting." I just had that gut feeling. I was like, "Okay, scan me and tell me then everything's fine." Um, up onto the table, um, like she scanned me, and it, I knew by her face, her face just dropped, and she went silent and didn't open her mouth. And that moment, I was just like, okay, this is what I thought it was, but was praying <laughs> it wasn't going to be. So there was nothing on the screen, the scan. Well, there was, but it, the baby say wasn't developed as much as it should have been. Um, and straight away, she was like, yeah, okay, something's not right here. And I was like, I just bloody knew her. I just had that good feeling. And isn't that in. terrible that they made you feel like, because I think as soon as you're pregnant or you're like you're, you've got that that motherly instinct of mm -hmm. or you know your body a little bit better than you did before because you yeah, have to yeah and you just you obviously knew but I never understood when people said I just knew you're like but how did you just know yeah 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 but, but then everyone's so different I know a friend who was pregnant and had a massive bleed at like 22 weeks and 
went full term and delivered happy healthy babies. Yeah, Do yeah, you know yeah. I mean? and it has happened. So and this is why like pregnancy is so complex. Yeah, so like I think I had scared. I was so aware of what could happen. Basically, anyway, it was there ten weeks. Something wasn't right, and this kind of went on for I would say another month and a half. Um, basically, you just have weekly checkups and scans. Then they confirmed after another three or four weeks that the baby wasn't growing, and this was no longer a viable pregnancy. So, I was fourteen weeks at the time, still hadn't miscarried at this rate. So they had put it down as an incomplete miscarriage. So, my body hadn't. Registered. Sorry, that was my phone. All right, I'm Robin. Put that on silent on airplane <laughs> mode, and Dan is gonna beat me when you leave. <laughs> I'll just block his view there, so yeah. you won't get daggers. <laughs> um, so yeah, by fourteen weeks, still hadn't miscarried, and they gave me the option then of medical intervention or conservative option. Which basically, for anyone who hasn't been there, is you can take medication to allow a miscarriage to take place at home where you're comfortable. Some cases warrant a DNC, which is dilation and cutilage I think it's called I could be saying that wrong you basically it's a procedure where they medically remove everything from your womb or conservative management is just where you go home and you hope that it all happens naturally, naturally. I'm saying naturally with the two fingers what are they called the, yeah, the inverted quote, quote, quote unquote oh I don't know look you know what I'm talking it. about um so where it happens naturally which is what I chose just to see I suppose how my body reacted luckily I'm saying luckily um, it did happen naturally. It did take an extra couple of weeks, so it did drag it out a little longer. But I did then miscarry, and I'm saying it's a funny story. It's totally not funny. I was in the drive-in cinema, and we were watching a movie, and I was starting to get what would be known best as like contraction pains because your body has to contract to miscarry. Right. So I was sitting in the car. Is it painful? Yes. It's like all I can explain. I didn't know this is what a contraction pain felt like. So I have no kids already. Um, you get this intense, tightening feeling in, I suppose, your womb, right in your low, the lowest part of your stomach. And it gets so high to a point that you can't breathe this pain. And when it gets to the point that you can't breathe, it just drops away. And that happens every few minutes. And that's all I can imagine a contraction to be. And the midwife said, that's what it feels like. You get to a peak of pain and then it just drops. And then it right. goes back every few minutes. And you see, I'm saying right because I didn't have a contraction on Avery. Right. Like I had I'm nothing. Right back. I had, <laughs> yeah, I had no no really? contractions. Like she, so I, I can't even, like, that's why I'm asking you, yeah, is it pain, yeah. was it painful? Because I, I yeah. wouldn't actually know, even yeah. though I have a child. Well, that, like, I haven't obviously given birth, but in the same sense, it's very similar when you miscarry because your body is still birthing yeah 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 un, it's know, done baby. everything yeah. that it's 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 and it's naturally until that point this out. Yeah. so the same process has to happen um so yeah sitting in the drive-in cinema sean and i in one car and our two friends in the next car and there was i rang the hospital and they were like there's nothing we can do if you can manage the pain at home comfortable just stay there there's wow. nothing we can do you can take a panadol or a nerve and i was like I'm like, fucking <laughs> morphine. <laughs> like, yeah, no. So, looking back now, I sat, we finished the movie. I think we were watching like The Joker or something, stayed there. Stop. Yeah, went home that night. And this is like, if people are funny about listening to this kind of stuff, like, do we trigger warnings? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's quite deep. Um, I passed the embryo, fetus. I don't, 
yeah, I don't yeah. even know terminology. Like it's funny saying it out loud. Um, and that was it. Everyone was like, oh my God, you're going to get this massive bleed. Like control it. You won't be able to kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, the torture inside of me, like waiting for all this stuff to happen. Yeah, jeez. And all, all like, cause there's a comfort, I suppose, in being in a hospital around people who, yeah. who see these things day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was pregnant, I was very sick. I actually wanted yeah. to be, you know, they, people are like, I want to go home. I was yeah. like, no, I want to be in the hospital. Yeah, but I suppose comfort. it's comfort, but yeah, like yeah. it's it's scary either way. It's scary, but I knew my body was doing what it needed to do. Yeah. And I had chose the natural option, not that it's any better than any other option. People choose whatever is right for them, um, that that's just what I wanted to do. And by doing this, I was like, my body's doing what it needs to do for this process to happen. And I was in a sense, very glad about it because I didn't want medical intervention at that point. I was like, I really want my body just to do its job. It, it couldn't yeah, do its yeah, job. Yeah. To, I know this sounds like sad, but to hold a baby. Now I'm going to get emotional. It's okay, take your time. But do your job and... <sighs> Sorry. Take a minute, take your time. Do your job and at least do this right. Yeah, give give me this. Give me something. Give me this. Yeah. You didn't give are, me are what you I. Working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who like what's going on? Yeah. Time to like Click in, please. Like, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Give do me your job. You owe me this <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred so, percent. It's just it's something like you know. It's, I'm even. It's great. a good way of thinking of it as well, though. In the yeah. like, because I my my it, while you're talking in my head, I'm like. Because my option probably would have been the hospital. Yeah. And the reason why I'm I, in my head, I'm like, why, why would you, like, why would you go home and do that? But actually, do, I, I actually really appreciate you letting your body do exactly what you've yeah. said, what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, not, it's a, it's a good way of looking at it because it's a good way of kind of testing yourself. Yeah. And testing your your the psychological side of it that mm-hmm. you can do it. Yeah, and you that know you're going to get through it. Yeah, and it's th- absolutely. And I take comfort. I think I know for right, for example, in with birth, anything that makes you happy or induces that like hormone. What's the happy hormone? Okay, endorphin. Yeah, endorphins. Anything that releases endorphins helps birth happen and speeds it up and everything. And anywhere you feel loved and safe and everything speeds up a birth because your body is not in like fight or flight. It's comfortable and safe and. Relax and it's 100%. not afraid. Exactly why I got pregnant. There it's the happiest go. time in my life <laughs> pre-pregnancy. <laughs> there you go. No, honestly, and no, I wasn't planned. Yeah. I've told you, like, yeah, that just yeah, yeah. happened out of nowhere. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. When you're, that's Makes it. sense. And I was like, I, I honestly, hand on heart, I was not scared of what was happening. And I think if I was at all, I would have been to the hospital. But I had, I was safe. Sean was by my side. <laughs> yes, we were sat in his car. Like, we went home had my moment did what we had to do and but I knew I wasn't in any danger there was no risks my body was doing what it needed to do I'd have a checkup in the next couple of days but all the hospital waiting on was that to pass and once that happened perfect yeah and that's what happened and can I ask when you went in for the scan that day so Mm -hmm. we're gonna wind back a little bit uh, I'm probably a lot jumping a lot of parts. You're not, you're not. You look, know. this is a really, really testing story to tell. Mm-hmm. And even though we're friends, we've mics on, you know that people are going to be hearing this. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, but I will say there another reason, and we had this conversation off, you know, off, off, off mics. Air. Off <laughs> air. Um, you know, about 
the reason why on Instagram you've started to tell your story this time around and we'll get to that as well is because there's so many people that are afraid to tell their story. I think miscarriage for a long time has been a little bit of a dirty word. It's whispered. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've I worked in a female dominant company Mm -hmm. for eight years and, you know, anyone who's worked in that sort of industry sees it in women all the time. But it's like, she's out. And, and yeah. it's all very silent. Uh, yeah. I sounded like Avery talking gibberish there. <laughs> um, but but it's, that's what it is. You know, and it's not a dirty word. And it actually happens so, so, so often. Oh, you and you should be allowed to talk about it. And, and you are allowed to talk about it. And I think when... I always know when, like, with, with, with cancer, when I hear people talk about it yeah. and their experiences, it gives me comfort because... Mm-hmm. And I think COVID as well has us all living in a way where we all feel like we're doing it on our own. I'm, yeah. And it's a very lonely, mm-hmm. lonely um, thing to go through because not, not a, you know, the average person isn't going to take to their Instagram mm, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think when you hear and it's happened to you, it kind of gives you like, oh, thank God. It's not it, just my body. Yes. It's not as well, me. like when you say that, I wouldn't wish it on anyone and you, I'm sure, with cancer. But when... You're like, thank God I'm not the only one. Oh, of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. what people get from it. And Oh yeah, comfort in numbers, 100%. Like, it's it, it's awful that like, yeah. you know, and, and not, again, you don't wish it on anyone, but of course. you do get comfort in numbers and it is sometimes, or you're having a really, like just a really tough time in general. It might have happened months ago and yeah. you just hear like someone else's story and I think, like I'm, you know, I'm an oversharer. Um, yeah. But I think sharing experiences like that um, really help other women. Yeah, like what's that saying? Like a problem shared is a problem half. Yeah, whatever. and it really is. Oh, 100%. And even if you don't want an answer, like I've often, I feel like Sean, if I speak to Sean, he knows exactly. He's really, he's really good. He really knows what to say, what not to say. Good man, Sean. Not many men can do yeah, that. And like, and I re- like, sure, how's he supposed to know? He's never been through this either. And we're both going through this. It, although I'm telling my story, it's ours. Of course. It's not mine. It, it's mine, but it's it's ours completely. And he just knew what to do. Whereas I, so I would speak so openly, but it, I love my family to bits and a lot of, I love all my friends. But sometimes when you say it to someone else, there's, you're just thrown solutions and answers. And I don't want a solution. Because there isn't one, as in there's nothing anyone can say. And people mean absolutely nothing wrong, like nothing bad by it whatsoever. Oh, Everyone no, it's pure wants kindness. to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pure love, saying whatever you can to make someone feel better. We've all done it. And uh, oh, yeah, we'll yeah. continue it's to. Just, yeah, yeah, It's just your until, human reaction. Until you've been through something, you, you won't totally get that. But... Yes, definitely sharing your problem because it's not like you want an answer or solution. You just want to get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah. And And it's why groups work. Like, you know, if there's a cancer support group, if there's Mm -hmm. a miscarriage support group, it's why they work because you you connect with someone on a different level then. Mm -hmm. You know, well, most cases. And then some people who have never experienced it just actually have the right touch. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, 100%. I I, I always think of um, Elaine Cruz in that sense. Like, I could ring her... And she just knows what to say. She's like mythical yeah. um, in that sense. Um, I have a friend like that, Ali. She's absolutely like, 
she if you she she'd literally be like okay do you want to talk to me today because if you want to talk pure shite I'll talk pure shite and we won't talk about what you're going through but we'll talk pure shite yeah. and I promise we won't talk about yeah, it yeah. but if you want to talk about it I'll absolutely talk about it and she always I always come away with something that I'm like thank god I spoke to her today or you know yeah 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 she says something that just sometimes clicks and I'm like why didn't I think of it like that yeah or why yeah, yeah. didn't I like that like Elaine just always knows what to say yeah, yeah yeah and when yeah so when we if we go back kind of when you first went in and you mm-hmm. knew that there was there was something wrong mm-hmm. and they in the hospital they were a bit like like we don't really do this for mm-hmm. how did that make you feel like what's your kind of your your response to that I I didn't know how I f- I wasn't leaving without a scan that was for sure I didn't I'm not a rude or obnoxious person I wasn't kicking up a fuss but I was just like for my peace of mind can we please just check like yeah I will go home no problem straight after can we just check I'm here now um, and I think any first anyone who's pregnant even especially first pregnancy will get that initial that 12 weeks is a long time and if you yeah because if you find out early on it's it's nearly a full three months like yeah, do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah it's a long time yeah so I was just a bit deflated I suppose but I was glad I know it sounds funny but I was glad when I when she found something wrong because I was like no like you know what I mean I was right and not I obviously didn't say that to her but I was just relieved that I just knew and I'm glad someone listened and she did it and then she was kind of like I'm really I'm I'm sorry do you know what I mean yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah fair play to like, her yeah oh I'm really sorry. Normally, this isn't what happens, but there's no two stories that are the same. And yeah, I'm sure I just think like, though, like you should be really know. conscious of the situation. The si- like, and and a- anything is a possibility. Of you course. know that way. Yeah. And when she when she delivered the news to you, and then you mm-hmm. started to have to like kind of get all because obviously this happens, and then you get all this medical information. Yeah. How did you feel? Numb is the only real word I can explain. Or used to explain it I will say I blamed myself for a while because I felt like I've never even said this out loud I felt like I nearly made it happen and by that I mean I am so I am I don't live under a rock I'm so very aware of things that can go wrong and how lucky people are to get pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy I'm very aware of that loads of people around me had experienced miscarriages but I had dug so deep and got myself so far in on what could go wrong that I had severe anxiety that I'd never had when I got pregnant. I The fear of something going wrong consumed me. And of course it wasn't my fault. No, of course. You know what, I know that. Yeah, and that goes without saying. But I was consumed with the fear of something going wrong and it did. But you know something, Evan, I can tell you this now, even if nothing went wrong, You'd have, you'd have, you'd have felt oh, that I way. I, I, I honestly like, and and you know what? It doesn't go away. Yeah, like it doesn't go away. Like I, I don't know if any. And it's funny. I was only talking to someone who I, I is kind of more of an, an acquaintance, a, fr- a friend, mm. and uh, through Instagram chat yeah. the other day, and we were talking about you know like the anxiety of like stupid stuff. Like I do have like like and I've never said this out loud and people might think we're both fucking batshit crazy sitting here <laughs> but I'm gonna say it wouldn't it be wrong yeah because I'm, I'm just gonna say how it is yeah. like I do get anxieties of like like the Avery and traffic yeah and things <laughs> that have not happened or nowhere near happened yeah. or like mad stuff like that you know ma- probably mad will, will anxiety but and then all of a sudden you've lived you've like you've lived this scenario 
and the clock has gone by an hour and actually you're sitting in a bucket of sweat yeah. and everything is fine. Yeah. But it, so but your anxiety uh, runs away. Ah, totally, and totally. Like, so please, my... please. I, and I know you don't, yeah. but I just need to say it. You know, you know, and no woman, and I'm sure every woman who experiences a miscarriage, and I can't speak for them, but I'd imagine mm-hmm. feel the same way, feel like it's me, it's my yeah. fault, it's my body, like guys kind of get off without that feeling in, yeah, it, in one sense because if their the physical, physical body isn't linked yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally and i i i know everyone says now and to be fair every midwife was incredible i won't pass without saying that did you go to the rotunda or where do you go i was in i am in the coom yeah because i think yeah. midwives are oh angels oh earth angels. angels even that girl that first was to kind of fob me off I had repeat appointments as I said for every week for a couple of weeks yeah and she was and there I saw her all the time now I didn't have her again but I saw her all the time and she always made sure to give me a smile and that little comfort eye that you're like and she remembered oh, yeah. you yeah she yeah did. yeah yeah which is really genuine and I yeah. gen- like I don't hold a bad thing against it because I'm like like no she was just me. in work yeah do you know so it, is, well, it was what it was yeah she sorted me out I got looked after just be conscious on next time I can <laughs> say that because it wasn't me yeah I'll get into that again but there was a, again today like oh yeah I was just like you won't say that to someone next time now will you yeah 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 oh I'd say that oh. happens a lot but um look, yeah so when you had that miscarriage mm-hmm. and it had happened and the physical the pain and you'd mm-hmm. gone through it where was your head at so that happened in, sorry, let's That was June. That was the June of yeah. 2020. 2020. So we were summer. just out of lockdown then. Yes. Yeah, so you could see people at least. In my back garden. In your, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, but it was perfect. Um, Where was I? So it was tough, but I'm, I really, I just got, I, I just got on with it. I had my moments, my moments come at night time when I'm in bed or when I'm in the car on my own, listening to music, a song will come on and, well, if someone saw me in the traffic, they'd be like, you're one. Oh, we're the same person. <laughs> like, there's something yeah, yeah, yeah. not right there. Will I roll down the window? I was going to say, nearly it, sure. I'll drive off. <laughs> Put the foot down. Yeah, yeah, lock the doors. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have my own problems, love. <laughs> <laughs> she looks worse off than I do. <laughs> yeah, oh, stop, yeah. Oh, but we all Bit have of Adele playing. Oh, blaring. I swear to God. Or do you know who get Dermot Kennedy gets me all the time? Oh, damn. Like, oh, Right back. Supposed to have his concert now in the summer, and I don't know if I'll be emotionally stable to stand there. Yeah, I look yeah. Like I'm I'll take your tickets if you don't. Standing there, sobbing. You and you and the nation. <laughs> you and the nation. It's all right. We'll be united together. Yeah, yeah. Sorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had my moments, but I was I was fine. And uh, can can we sorry touch back on the 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 low points? So when you're in yes. your car and you're at, at night time, what mm-hmm. are, what what's that look like? It's I I don't even know how to explain it. It's the thinking of I should be doing this now. My life will be different now. I should be nearly due now. Oh, I was due the same time as her. Uh, yeah, comparison is the fucking uh, thief oh, of joy. It really is. <laughs> um, All that kind of stuff, just where I could have been or what I could have been doing or how things should have looked. Do you know that kind of way? Um, That's where I was at with that. I was just sad that's yeah only, just sad I wasn't angry I wasn't resentful wasn't jealous of anybody I was just sad that's the only word I can ex- use to explain it that it just wasn't happening as much as we wanted it to it just wasn't happening and what's to be won't pass you and all that 
jazzing. I love a good quote, but I was yeah, just Yeah, but sometimes just fuck off quotes. Because yeah, like, like, life is not with the quote right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm when I'm in a good vibing. place, I'll share a nice quote. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're all happy, it's like, get off your <laughs> ass and do for this. for a reason. Be positive, everybody. <laughs> fuck off. And I do believe everything happens for a reason. It does. But when you're in the height of that shit show, um, it does not feel like that. Yeah. And you can't see, no one will see that. As you always say, Robin, I can hear you say it in my head, perspective is a great perspective, thing. Perspective, perspective. <laughs> oh. And it is. You can't see that until you've gone through no, it. No, you so. can't. As much as I've ruined that word for anyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> I haven't thought of it until right now. Literally. Um, it, but it's, it's a good word. It is a good um, word. Yeah, and it yeah. does. And, and I think like, but that's why like you're 23 and these life experiences, mm-hmm. as much as they're absolutely shite, it's like, it's like everything. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and like this year, I mean, everyone's had their fair share of, of shite. Of course, um, and, yeah. and hopefully, like, I think it makes, hopefully it'll flip and make the world a nicer place to I some degree. So. Um, I hope so. But when you then, you, you said you were feeling sad. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Because you, you are a positive person. Yeah. Like, you're extremely, like, I, I yeah. couldn't sit here and have the conversation. And I'd be out straight and say that. And anyone who knows me knows, like, I can... I. It, the older I'm getting, the more of a wallower <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, yeah. But I would, I would be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I won't. I wouldn't know if unless it happened to me. But I don't think I could sit here. And you're so positive, and you're so so strong. Like, I don't like feel you said it, to me everyone today. Says it. Oh, you said to me today. You're like. I'm fine. And I was like, do you know what, Aoife? If it was anybody else, I wouldn't yeah. believe <laughs> But I actually believe you. Do you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like worried about you. Yeah, Whereas yeah. like, I think people would be worried, like I'd have to be probably signed in. Yeah, no, if you tell um, me you're fine, I'd be like, she is, absolutely, that she's, no, her, she's, not. she's not fine. No, no. <laughs> no, um, but, and I, and I am. Yeah. I ha- like I have my days, I'm completely human. And oh, of course. But I am fine. And what do you do? What, what, like for anyone who's listening and yeah. is a bit like, do you know what? This is all sounding really familiar. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where Robin a little bit of like what Dan does in his podcast <laughs> is like about the things that people put in place to feel better and yeah. and have more happiness and wellness in their life. Like what what did you do after that happened and you kind of the sadness was starting to take over? Yeah. What what steps did you take to, okay. to get yourself back up and yeah so I think that's something that's really essential is putting things in place for yourself if you can't allow somebody to help you do that um a quote I heard I love a quote as I said and it really stuck to me this time I hadn't heard it first time around was um feel what was it feel the feelings but don't become your feelings so you can feel angry and you can feel sad but don't become an angry person or a sad person Try not to anyway. It's very hard. It's very hard. But I think it's something that kind of stuck with me to allow me process some feelings and not completely let it change me as a person. And it's it's hard when you're in the middle of that to kind of separate being really sad or feeling sad. And only now I can look back at the time, as I said, I didn't have that quote when I was going through that miscarriage. And I do now. And it really resonates now more than ever. And... What I did was I got into here. I'm going to come on all real airy fairy and like a white witch or something. <laughs> <I got> white <laughs> witch. Yes, they're nice ones. I got into I discovered healing and meditation. And this is probably going to sound cliche. I feel like everyone's talking about this at the moment. But healing, meditation, 
something as simple as fresh air in a podcast in my ears was actually more my saviour than anything else. Um, yeah, it's a bit of escape. I'm not plugging your podcast, but it was in my ears <laughs> but all I'm of the time. I'm wearing and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, if anyone saw me. Um, yeah, so fresh air is the one thing that, now I mean if you don't want to go for a walk don't get out of the bed and go for a walk but open that back door when you get up in the morning and just breathe for two or three minutes and go and start your day it doesn't if you don't want to get out of the house you don't have to leave the house I started going to healings with um a lovely lady called Jen she's a company called wellness in the woods and she began she took me in and started doing healings on me which is like reiki meditations all that kind of stuff I was skeptical at first like I suppose anyone might be, but I really found it allowed me to switch off and she had a way of taking my mind somewhere else that I didn't have to think about what was going on or I couldn't actually think about it because I was in this little la la land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it really helped. I'll get into that more in a bit, but yeah, going to healings and fresh air and walking and that really, they were just my two things that yeah. I made sure I did. Yeah, no, brilliant. It's just, it's go- it I think it's good to share. Even for fresh air, open yeah. the back door. I have a dog. <laughs> you'll anyone if, who knows me you'll know my dog oh he's a beautiful dog he is a life-size like hair machine he just throws hair at you he's so he's, he's, a, so hus- much. he's a husky yeah he yeah, is, yeah 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 he's beautiful but like honestly robin it, and i said this the other day and i don't mean to sound dramatic or cheesy but if i didn't have him there in the mornings when sean was gone to work i would have lied him lay in bed all day I wouldn't have stepped outside to bring him out in the morning to let him out for a wee <laughs> yeah 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 and I had yeah. no choice but to get up and step outside brilliant though but you find every yeah, do you know what I mean yeah you find that thing. it's like when it happened like if somebody has someone they have to look after or, yeah, or you if know, you have a child and you've been through it you have to you get have something to get for shit yeah, yeah. And, and they're not a, they're, they're a good they're a it's positive a good thing, of course yeah, yeah yeah you have to get up and so many people that I spoke to on Instagram recently have said only for they're like I have a child to keep me going I don't know how you're doing it without one and, and like, I actually like, I have a big furry child <laughs> he well. is more effort than an actual child <laughs> yeah, yeah, at yeah. this stage <laughs> but no like on and it's something so small like it, it got me outside in the morning and I only realize now again with perspective looking back I wouldn't have gotten out of the bed most of the days I was on, in the house of my own I yeah, got self-employed yeah. I left a full-time or part-time job and my business was only slowly taking off, so I really didn't have much else going on. Um, COVID obviously was happening. Sean and I lived on our own. There was no one else in the house. Yeah, all day. it's very isolated. Very easy to stay there all day and not move. Yeah, I, I I was gonna say I think that's what what happens. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that has gone on, like in my family, and maybe I'll do a podcast so I can go into detail yeah, just on of, of my story. Yeah. Um, but. Give the peeps what they want. (laughs) I don't know if they'd want that story now. (laughs) But I, it's a very, there are days Mm -hmm. and I understand, I can't, I don't understand the feeling that you have when you have a miscarriage, but I, I understand sadness and it's so easy Mm -hmm. to just knock, like to literally knock it out of bed unless you've got physically something that you have to get up for. That's depending on you. Um, And sometimes like it, a job isn't enough to do that or oh, like it's not, not your all. normal stuff it's something that it won't essentially survive like, without yeah, you getting out of the bed yeah, yeah. life or death like <laughs> yeah, um, yeah literally. literally yeah yeah like a kid or a dog <laughs> yeah so everyone responsible get it. i've two dogs so i don't yeah, know if i'd get out of bed for them too <laughs> uh, of course but if that was in so that was june 2020 and then mm-hmm. yourself and sean um 
you then decided that you wanted to try again. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah. So we pretty much decided as soon as I was had to go ahead from our GP um, and was fit and healthy to try again, we could. Um, we were told there's no really you don't have to wait a certain amount of time or anything yeah you I was gonna to ask to. yeah do you have to no one midwife did say in passing she was an older lady so I don't know she was kind of in a bit of older times she was like yeah no, I wouldn't be going again now for another three months at least leave with that but everybody else said there's no um evidence to show that waiting makes any difference really oh, now okay very dependent on your actual circumstance like this as in as yours saying, my personal yeah yeah of miscarriage. course yeah, yeah. So that was June. Fell pregnant in October. Okay. Again. Um, Just October gone. October gone. Yeah. Absolutely delighted with myself. I know. I remember. Yeah. Like delighted. And actually one thing I will say is, and I did it the first time as well, and it's relevant to this, keeping it a secret until 12 weeks might serve you well. Absolutely wouldn't have served me well first time around north this second time around i told my closest friends people like you who i would talk to more yeah. than twice or three times a week my family like immediate family sean's media family and our immediate friends and i have to say without that support bubble whether we had a miscarriage or we didn't we needed either way yeah yeah and yeah. these are people like everyone's like don't tell anyone until you're 12 weeks oh jesus i don't know if it's like just an old like a dare it is an old thing yeah yeah it's a kind of like and it just puts the fear of God in you to say, you're nearly like, what's attempting faith by telling people any time earlier? Yeah, for yeah. You know what I mean? And as we said, as Sean and I said to each other, no matter what happens, these are the people we'd be telling either way. Yeah. If all goes well, they'll still know. If it doesn't, these are the only people who will know anyway. So no matter what, they're going to find out. So we use that as our support bubble both times. So again, got pregnant October, absolutely delighted. My mum and dad, God love them, came straight down to the house. <laughs> they were thrilled. Told them straight away. Straight away. I held it for them for a few weeks the last time from them. But this time I told them straight away. They were straight down the house because I was on my own. Um, really emotional. Never for a second did I suspect anything would go wrong. A second time. I was like, hardly twice now. Yeah. Hardly. I was in a totally different mind frame. I've been going to Jen for my healing healings um, monthly. The week of ovulation every month. And oh, very good. funnily enough, Jen actually told me I was pregnant before I knew I was pregnant. She oh, was the God. one who told me to go home and pee on the stick. She's like, You're pregnant. And I was like, Ah, oh, Jen, go away. And she's like, No, I'm wow. telling you you're pregnant already. And I was like, Go away. The test was negative that night, but the next day it was positive. And I was like, How did you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, You maybe you are a witch. You are a white witch. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, so absolutely delighted and everything was going really well. Like I was had all the symptoms that I might have had the first time. I was just tired the first time. This time around, I was nauseous. I, like, the spinning and feeling didn't leave me for weeks. Ugh. Yeah, no. Awful. Worst nightmare. People have it worse, don't get me wrong, but it was awful. Everyone always says that. Yeah, when, No, know. no, but, like, everyone always, like, what's that word? Like... It's like, oh, there's always someone there's worse There's always off. someone worse. I'm like, you're pregnant. It's horrific, at, like, <laughs> at times. Just allow yourself. I know. And does it go, someone's worse off. It's I'm like, so you're Irish. allowed. You're allowed to moan. It's I absolutely know. a tough show. Yeah. I know I did. I felt every single bit pregnant and, like, every symptom. Sore boobs. Vomit, or not vomiting. Nauseousness. 
or nauseous. And English is oh, not great. Yeah. Sore back. I'm dyslexic, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even notice. Sore back. Um, everything. Everything. Yeah, felt you had wonderfully. Oh, I remember, yeah, you had really, bad back pain, hadn't really you? Really bad, yeah. yeah but yeah. I suffer with back pain daily anyway, so this was no different to me. Um, felt wonderfully ill pregnant and I was happy for every single day but because I didn't take it for granted because I didn't feel that way last time every day that I still felt unwell I was like yes yeah so I felt like oh a different pregnancy yeah, now I was like, yeah okay, yeah this must be real like this yeah is re- this like, isn't gonna the sicker I am the more this baby's growing and taken from me and I was like yes okay I'll yeah. take this no bother if I have to lie in bed with sickness all day I'll do it anyway so that was grand. Went for my routine, 12 week scan. I hadn't gotten that far the last time I had brought myself in previous at 10 weeks. So went for my routine, 12 week scan, went through everything, got my lovely envelope with all the like new mom stuff, the pregnancy bits, got my bloods done, had a lovely midwife take all my history, went for my scan. And again, I just heard that silence, that silence. That's at your 12 week scan. At my 12, my routine scan. Yeah, it was deafening. Like I really believed everything was fine how could it not be like I was so pregnant <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean yeah 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 like how could it not be and they were like oh maybe your dates are just off and I was like no I've heard this before like basically what I saw on the screen was what they described as a snowstorm around an embryonic sac or fetus so it's like it just looked wrong it just looked wrong. Okay. Um, and they were like, yeah, no, maybe your dates are just off and everything hasn't grown. And, you know, you're just a bit off with all that. And I was like, no, but this time around, I was kind of talked, spoke for myself. I was like, no, but that's not normal for 12 weeks. Like, that wouldn't even look like a six-week pregnancy, would it? And they were like, no, not really. And I was like, okay. So, so get someone in so, here. <laughs> so, like, I do really well with information. So if you actually tell me what's going on, I can cope with it. Don't go silent and whisper amongst yourselves in the corner. That kind of thing. I just do better. So, um, Matilda, she was so nice. I know everyone's name this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, look, right, I'm going to have to get someone else to scan you. My senior midwife. Senior midwife came down, scanned me again. Yeah, Aoife, this really doesn't look right. We're going to have to send you up to the early pregnancy unit. And the minute they said that, I was like, okay, that's definitely not good. That's where I was sent last time when it was miscarriage. Yeah. Um. I was totally holding it together till then. And they were like, you okay? This way you go. Here's your directions. I was like, yeah, yeah, perfect. I was sat in the corner and she just looked at me and she's like, I'm so sorry this is happening to you, Aoife. But when I say like, she looked into my soul, I she looked into my soul and I just sobbed. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, was, I couldn't control myself in that moment. I think it was just the shock hit me. Because you really thought that everything was fine. Yeah. You felt totally different this time around. Yeah. And I'd made it to that 12 weeks. Yeah. Without a single doubt in my mind. I was mentally stronger. I wasn't as anxious as I was the first time around. I'd really worked on myself to get to that point. And yeah, I just didn't expect anything second for a second time. And went down to the early pregnancy unit. Another lovely midwife scanned me. And then she was like, oh, I have to get the head consultant down now. So I was waiting on a fourth internal scan. And this is a lot of poking and prodding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and I was just lying there. I felt numb and raw. I, like, 
sorry to be vulgar, slime half naked on the table, waiting on five people to come one after another and just poke and prod at me and yeah, yeah. discuss their feelings in the corner. Yeah. yeah. And I hadn't a clue what was going on, but I knew it was serious because they needed consultant after consultant after head this, that or the other to come and look at me. And I was like, this is not what happened last time. I was just kind of told it was a miscarriage and go home and if you're comfortable, stay there and you're grand and that kind of thing. Whereas um, I seemed to cause a bit of a stir amongst the midwives that day and in a nice way and they were all busy around me. Yeah. So anyway, a consultant came down and she explained to me that what was happening was a molar pregnancy, something I had never Molar. Molar. Molar pregnancy. pregnancy, okay. Yeah, something I'd never heard of. No. And that's where the reference of a snowstorm comes from. So, do you, yeah, okay, do you want me to get into it? Like, I don't really... Yes, Have yeah. you heard of it? I don't even know. Uh, so, you are you are the f- first person because yeah. we're friends. Obviously, I know what it is yeah, now, yeah. but I had Hadn't. never heard of it. And I think, actually, it's very educational for from that side of for people yeah. to know. Okay. So... Basically, what a molar pregnancy is, um, is a genetic abnormality that occurs um, at conception, basically. So if you want to get, want me to get sciency, either two sperms fertilize one egg or one sperm fertilizes an empty egg. Okay. So no matter what, the baby wouldn't survive survive it. It's yeah, cause So it's you're either like y- all male chromosome or like all male chromosome. So there's no 50-50 going on there. Okay, okay. So you have all dad's chromosomes here or no mom's and one of dad's went in here. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so the chromosome balance is off. So yeah, the pregnancy it's, won't. It's all male chromosome, no female. Okay. Right. So, but it will still attempt to le- to develop. And that's where the problem comes in. So I was still pregnant. My scans showed the sac, the embryo inside, the fetus went through all them stages but it wouldn't have developed properly and it wouldn't have survived. And all around it, a, a problem, I suppose, an issue occurs with your hormones and it causes your placenta to rapidly, cells rapidly multiply um, in your placenta, causing growths, like masses of tissue, fluid, all within your womb all and right. fill your womb, basically. Okay, so... so Obviously very dangerous. Yeah, potentially. Potentially, potentially yeah, if yeah. it's not caught. Of course, yeah. Um, so there's two types. Complete molar pregnancy, which is that. And they say no fetus develops in a complete preg- molar pregnancy. Or a partial molar pregnancy where a fetus does develop, but this happens too. Okay. So they told me I had a complete molar pregnancy where a fetus never developed. Technically, that's the definition of it. Okay. I was that rare person where fetus did develop and this still happened all around it. So the complicated one, but with a fetus in there as well. Right. Okay. So you actually had had the growths grow and the masses around of tissue. It. So you can imagine the little egg you get up in the corner and your scanner with the little bubble yeah. and all this tissue was growing around it. <gasps> and that's right. why it looks like a snowstorm on the yeah. scan. Because it's just literally blobs and of fuzz tissue and was okay. what you can see. So immediately like they cannot let you go ahead with that pregnancy so I had a DNC scheduled then for the next day Um, they have to remove it and like when I say that was the most horrific day I think I don't think I took a breath that whole day I was just inconsolable from that moment I was in the hospital that was like a nine to five job in the hospital I went in Sean's mom had brought me in for my scan 
she was in the car park the whole time because you were in there on your own yeah oh yeah. my god if i the actually second time and the sorry same. in my head i'm not thinking covid times oh, yeah. because i obviously didn't get pregnant in covid times mm-hmm. oh my god and so that was the same for miscarriage number one it was also covid time oh, fucking so hell. like is it so i'm sorry and not to get political like and about covid but is it so necessary for for like what do you have to gain you had sex with the person mm-hmm. to get pregnant. Yeah. So you're talking about close contact and they can't be in there with a mask. I'm not and being funny. But for my DNC, I had a COVID test. I had the results within 20 minutes. Yeah. If it gets to that and that was that's necessary from the hospital. OK, I know it would put a lot of pressure on staff to do that with every single partner to so come in. Uh, like, I get it. But. So I set a prefab outside. Like, I really don't care. Like, yeah. I, I know it's terrible. Like. I'm sure there's people there's people crying out for jobs you could get people in to do like mm-hmm. if they're in my head I'm like there's no excuses with the amount of money that's being spent on COVID payments mm-hmm. that things yeah. like that can't yeah. be spent oh, money can't be spent on so like we won't, won't go down that rabbit podcast. hole uh, coming soon <laughs> um, COVID talks yeah Jesus Christ no um, let's not even get into yeah, that yeah yeah depressed the life out of oh, um, so yeah basically that was a long day and just to touch on what's involved for anyone who I hope never has to go through that. I'm gonna be gonna be really frank with you. Yeah. Don't know the full ins and outs of what happens in a DNC. And the reason being, mm-hmm. one, I haven't had a really, really, really close person mm-hmm. other than yourself yeah. go through it. Okay. Um and two, if I did know someone who went through, it was all very hush hush. We're not gonna talk about don't this. Add, and ask don't questions. say it to them now because you're not supposed to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So so it's for anyone who doesn't know. Okay, so it's a procedure, it's very quick. Um basically, I don't know medical terms, but you are put under anesthetic, you are put to sleep, um, and basically they evacuate the contents of your womb with a suction pipe. Evacuate the contents. That's as what a way to describe That's that. how they that say that it gives me a we clear ev- image. Evacuate the c- contents or products of the womb or products of the womb okay and via suction and what's the aftermath of that like so you're you're on con you're unconscious so which is quite nice that oh don't yeah 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 go away from me unless you're putting me asleep for that yeah 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 yeah. um so what what's the aftermath of that so for me it was there's just a risk of a lot of bleeding after that um it really depends on your circumstance, I suppose, what how your body reacts to that afterwards. Um a lot of bleeding, possibly. But after that, if they have taken everything out, your body should get back to normal and that should happen in about four to six weeks. Okay. Okay. And like your if you have a regular period or whatever, that should happen within the next four to six weeks. Okay. But with your case, mm-hmm. What is the aftermath now? You've you've had your your DNC. Yeah. So, with a molar pregnancy, you have your DNC, and I might just add a horrific moment, like a, a horrific thing. I felt that was horrific that happens during that day when you go in for your twelve week scan, find out you're miscarrying, then find out it's a molar pregnancy, and then find out you're coming in the next day for surgery to remove it all you in the space the of one place. day. No, in the space of one day. Oh, like that okay. So I went in for my normal 12 week appointment and by three or four o'clock that afternoon, all this had happened and like this, all the information I got. And oh yeah, it's a lot. One thing that just didn't sit right with me and this is a bit disturbing was 
I was made sign papers, which I know I have to sign my consent for. They were like, so when we evacuate the product of the womb, um, would you like us to dispose of it? Do you want to know if there's a fetus inside or do you want to take it home and like do something with it yourself? Can you just sign there what you'd like to do with this? And what? I, at that moment, I was like, okay, this is a bit inhumane. This is where the phone should be picked up. Is there anybody outside that you'd like to bring in with you? Like this, do you know what I like, you were on your own. Oh my, sat there. I was like, I'm making this decision for Sean and I. I have a minute to think because I'm being rushed to go and get bloods done now. Like it's just there's a lot. There's a lot in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think and I I think I've said this on other podcasts before. I think with people in in hospitals and you know anyone in that sector, um, they sometimes I think they're overworked. They're there all yeah. the time. There's a disconnect. Sometimes, yeah. You know, there's a, like the, the woman who handed you that paper might have handed that to... The last 10 patients. The last 10 patients. And it's mm-hmm. just, I have to get this signed because there's paperwork to be done. And I was, co- I was coming on to like, they fit me in last minute that day. It was a Friday. There was no one around. So they were yeah. so out there. They were like, get out the door. But in that, it's just that for people matter. that might have to go through it to expect it because I really didn't. Yeah. And... That was fine. So DNC happened. Sorry, I'll get back. I could. It's so hard to know where to stop talking. Oh, like what to do? Come here. It's fine. Chop out any bits you need, Dan. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I after DNC with a motor pregnancy, basically, what you're waiting for is your HCG level to drop, because in all them cells multiplying your placenta, your HCG level, which is your pregnancy hormone, which is what makes a pregnancy test go negative or positive when you wait on it has skyrocketed because there's so much going on in your womb that your body is like, oh my God, I'm so pregnant. Like your womb is full. Okay. Your hormones are flying. These cells are rap- rapidly like multiplying at a scary rate. Um, and that keeps your HCG really high. And what happens is they you're then monitored every week with a blood test to make sure that that's dropping after your DNC. That goes on for eight weeks. And then once they get it to drop to what they call their their normal level they have a scale of what's normal then you have a six month six to eight month follow-up every two weeks to make sure it stays there so right all so going, there's a lot of aftercare for a molar pregnancy and yeah and like within that time you are not allowed to try to get pregnant again or get pregnant and um, it's quite dangerous so obviously when you get pregnant your hcg hormone spikes but they don't know if that's because of a molar pregnancy or if it's because you're pregnant okay, like, okay. so what then you kind of come into like risks and complications that might happen all going well it should just continue to drop you get to what's considered normal get monitored it stays there happy days your aftercare is finished you can go and try for another baby your fertility is not affected if all went well like and are you at risk of having another molar pregnancy the risk is higher i think it's something like one in 80 um compared to the risk of a molar pregnancy is one in a thousand might never happen again. It's just really unlucky. Okay. So it, a lot of people, it just never happens again. But you are obviously at risk and you are minded when you get pregnant again, you're straight back in at like six or eight weeks and you're monitored early. Okay. So in that sense, the care is amazing. Yeah. But what can happen and the scarier part of a motor pregnancy is it leads, it can lead if your HCD doesn't drop or it spikes to a rare form of cancer called 
gestational trophoblastic disease. I, it's a very yeah. big mouthful. Yeah, you did, you did well there. Yeah. Gestational trophoblastic disease, I think it's called. Um, so just for anyone to yeah. recap. So if the your HCG levels don't drop... It means that it... Or it, more so if they spike. Or if, if they, they spike. If they drop, but drop really slowly. Sorry, yeah, if they go up. If yeah, they go up so or they spike, it mm-hmm. means that you're producing... More tissue. More, more tissue. Hormone, more cells hormone. are multiplying again. But there's no generally. pregnancy. No pregnancy. But your body... Like if you peed on a pregnancy test, your body would tell you you're pregnant. Okay. Because that hormone is so it's high. It's so high. Okay. So you still feel everything you felt. Okay. Pregnant. Pregnant, right. Um, and how are yours now? So how many weeks are you? So 11th of December was my 12-week scan. Went in on the 14th of December for the DNC. So we're now nearly, are we like a month after that? Yeah, Oh my God, a month weeks. to the day. Oh, it's the 14th of January. That's weird. weird. Okay. Oh my God, a month to the day. Okay, so everything was going well. Yeah, my levels were dropping every week. Okay. Until this week. And... I won't mention figures because I know personally now from looking at other people's figures, it really puts you off if you're on your own journey. Like mine are higher than hers. Hers are lower than mine. Why am I not? Yeah, and everyone starts comparing. Yeah. Yeah, So I won't go into figures, but mine was dropping nicely. And then this week they took a spike. Um, I had my bloods done on Monday and they they spiked up again. Um, So immediately you get a phone call to come back in for another internal scan to see why this is happening. Either they could have left something there when they did the DNC and missed something. Okay. Or this hormone is not slowed down. It's actually speeding up and the cells are starting to grow again. Which then can develop into cancer. Into this form of cancer. But not only can it be in your womb, it can also go to your lungs or liver. So I've been monitored as well, x-rays on your lungs and um, ultrasounds on your liver to make sure it's not spreading. Okay. So... (laughs) Whoever put like a miscarriage and cancer together, I will never know. Like I've never like whoa mind. Pl- it's a lot of information. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and I. That's why I not not that like that's why I wanted you on the podcast. <laughs> but in terms of, it's such a rare story. Yeah. Um. That I would never. I mean, like. I feel like I'm reading it off a page. Yeah, like, it's like not it doesn't mine. feel real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a story. I know. Do you I know, know. It's weird. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. When shit happens, that's mm. just how you feel. I think. Mm-hmm. So. If you so now you're gonna get your you're gonna go back in then obviously because that's spiked yeah so I got my internal scans today and they basically said yeah that needs to be removed again so I'm booked in in the morning for a second DNC second set of lung scans liver the whole lot that's normally only done once in okay. the whole of that like eight month aftercare okay it's just kind of ruled out. But my consultant is phenomenal and she booked every test from the sun to be done today and tomorrow to really make sure nothing goes, no stone goes unturned. So I'm back in tomorrow for another DNC. Um, I don't really know what to make of it. I've had mixed opinions from people who have been through it and some were like, you'll get the option, but don't do it because you're going to have to get other treatment anyway. And someone else was like, I didn't do the DNC. I just went straight for the treatment. I had full faith in my consultant that she was really doing everything to help me And what's me the other treatment? Because it's cancer, it wouldn't, it, it basically would have to get chemo to blast the cells. Okay. So some people were but saying. But there's mixed opinions. Some people are saying. You're going to have to get chemo anyway. Don't go for the DNC and just get the chemo. And but I mean, you don't know that either. No. And then another girl was like, if I had got the option for a DNC, I would, you know, if I had thought about it, I wouldn't have done it. I still ended up having to do chemo, but... I really think I would rather try this first 
And if it doesn't work, well, then we'll deal with that then. Yeah. Right now, the next hurdle is going for another procedure, another DNC. She's hoping the tissue there was left over and it's not... It's not from... It's not new. New, yeah. Um, If the HCG level doesn't drop or start to drop after this DNC tomorrow, we'll be straight into chemo, like within the next week or two. Um, And that goes on for a couple of months, a couple of weeks, as far as I know. I haven't asked too much about that because... <laughs> Going back Let's to the cross first that time. bridge when we get yeah, to it. Like I yeah, don't want to yeah. get myself into the state I had miscarriage one where I knew too much and I feel like I got myself into such a state that it happened. Do you know what I mean? I know that's not gonna happen. My body will do what it's doing. But I haven't addressed that yet. Yeah. And I haven't I, even I, shared that part online of what I have shared because I'm not going there unless I have to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just I I feel like I have to say sure. You're such a good friend to me and I'm just so sorry that this oh, has happened to you. Don't you make me cry no, now. No, so I'm going to cry now. <laughs> no, stop. No, I am. I'm so sorry that's happened to you. Robin, stop. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh my I God, now, now we you. need to slag each other. <laughs> <laughs> how, how Irish that? Like, okay, now make her laugh. <laughs> yeah, make her laugh. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, you know, um, I was talking heavy, to my heavy friend. Duty, heavy duty shit you brought today, uh, Eva. You brought me here. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's like, oh my <laughs> it's your fault. Um, no, like, a friend no, was saying today, yeah. I was like, I feel so, I'm just telling you this because I have work to do for you and it's not going to get done in the next couple of days because this, and she obviously knew I was going through it anyway, but didn't know what it entailed. And I was like, I really don't mean to sound dramatic, but I'm in hospital tomorrow and I'm getting I don't a mean to sound dramatic. I can't do this because I'll probably, you know, need to start chemo in the next week or two. And, blah, blah, blah. and she was like, would you ever? Yeah, F- I don't mean to sound oh. dramatic, but I'm just having my second um, DNC in the last, what, Fucking four weeks. four weeks. I can't believe it's four weeks. That's weird. Because yeah. four weeks today, I had my first DNC, and now four weeks, I'm having a second. Yeah. That's well, look. L- let's hope now tomorrow yeah. all the positive vibes oh, that tomorrow same. goes well, and there's no chemo needed, and yeah. we'll keep everyone, anyone who's listened to this episode, we'll keep everybody up to date then of on course. how you're doing. Of course. And like just to mention, it's not also as scary as it might seem. It's not your chemo, you know. It doesn't affect your fertility going forward. It, yeah, which is incredible. Know, yeah, yeah. Like that alone for me was something that was so important. Like I think I don't know <laughs> where I'd be right now if they told me I like if affect my fertility. I know that might sound minute to some people, but Absolutely it's been not. something that I've thought about for as as long as I could have, and it just yeah. Yeah, but you know but what? I'm, it's Don't even let your mind positive. go there. No, but it's a massive thing I'm grateful for. Yeah. After this, no matter what, this is, by the way, this cancer is curable. If they turn around to me on Saturday or Sunday and say, okay, we need to do chemo. It's it's curable. There's a cure. It doesn't affect you going forward and you might never get it again. It's not maybe what some people perceive some cancers to be. Yeah. And I'm yeah, so yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, because I think, like, I mean, you hear the word cancer and I everyone's head. Everyone's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 we, we have an image of it, but actually, and look, Eva, it might not, you know, tomorrow we, is going to go well and then yes, you'll go is. from there. It is. So I, b- before we move on. Um, Some one, brighter things. Thank you. No, but th- no, listen, this is real life. And yeah. this is the, the, the beauty of, of being honest, that someone will be listening. You'll give them comfort. You'll educate people. You'll let people know that they're not on their own. There's no word. There is no fucking worse feeling mm-hmm. than when you're going through something and you think why me is it only me 
fuck this. Yeah. Do you know, th- honestly, there isn't. And, and there is comfort in numbers and there is comfort in knowing that um, some people are brave enough to tell their story, you know? Yeah. And even what you've gone through, like, is absolutely, like, you know, it, 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 to be honest, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. But the the side of this story that's really, really important for people t- to know and to hear is how strong you've been and how positive you are and what you've put in place to keep yourself going. Yeah. As I said, like, and it's not to say people who crumble, it's wrong. Uh, no, you know, I've like, crumbled. Yeah, I of said course I you have. That day in the hospital, have. I couldn't move. Of course but you have. you get up the next day and you just try again. And you open the door for the dog <laughs> to go out for a wee. <laughs> what a and beautiful <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, and come here, whatever it takes, whatever, whatever it fucking takes. And I am just Sometimes like, it's the postman banging down the door. I'm like, oh my God, I missed the door. I can't even open the door for you. I'm sorry, voucher, me sorry, package. I love it. Um, but like, I just, and I just said to myself, first time around, I didn't share as much. I shared a picture or two on Instagram stories after, a couple of months after actually. But second time around, I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going through this again for nothing good even a small bit to have come from it and if I can help and I know at this stage I have one that's what person. I wanted to ask you has any what's the response been like on social Robin, media phenomenal the first post I put up about this motor pregnancy I think it was like and I'm not saying this to number drop I'm saying this is the amount oh. of people who related to you know what I mean yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. an ob who's like I got so many likes on my picture um there was 11.8 thousand people on my first what motor, yeah 11.8 thousand people and I never I actually that was what the, I posted the day I was in hospital I had to just put my phone down I couldn't I was oh yes I remember this yeah yeah, yeah. I remember this and post, ever yeah. since I have this new phenomenal bunch of women messaging me all of the time keeping me going um, keeping themselves going S- telling me a story telling me their loss and they haven't told their best friends they haven't yeah. told maybe not even their mom or dad or mom, dad, sister whatever it might be and I am just really honoured that I people feel like I'm a safe space to share a story like that and I just think it just needs to be spoken about more I'm so sick of women in Ireland feeling like they have to suffer in silence or feel ashamed to talk about it or like feel like you're looking for attention talking about it because it's far from that I'm just annoyed that people feel like they have to oh and I think the silence. week that's in it with the news oh more than know, ever more than ever ever it's just it can't you know, go on the like, mother and baby homes it's all oh, over Robin. the news all over social media and we like, like, when sometimes I think we have to, like, women over the years have had to suppress so yeah. much. And you're right, like, you're helping people. And, like, if 11,500, to put it into perspective, if you've about, what, 4,000 followers on Instagram? Not even, yeah, there's, like, three-something. Three-something, right? And 11,500 people viewed that, right? So that meant that people were telling people, Probably because one, let's be honest, some people are just fucking nosy mm-hmm. and sending that to me. Look what happened. Look at that, you're one out of yeah, thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then also with stuff like that, it, as I said, it gives comfort to people or people mm-hmm. are saying, "Oh, this happened to you and you're one and blah blah." I'm just and reading it, someone's story. Like I've I've often recently or over the last year nearly, um, like looked up a hashtag on Instagram, like miscarriage or 
miscarriage Ireland or whatever it might be and that's how you find people who have similar stories to you and I put all these hashtags on that post so that maybe it would reach someone who was at a point in distress and I had this woman I am nearly sure she's in a, she's from America and she commented on it and she was like and I couldn't believe it. I was in hospital reading this and she's like oh my god my daughter is going through this right now oh, stop. she is in currently for her DNC and I had never heard of it I'm scaring the internet for stories and I've just come across your post thank you so much and all I could imagine was this poor mom sat in a waiting room in America her daughter was going through it and the, her mom was scaring the internet to try and figure out what this yeah, was to try and understand and it. I was like job done yeah, and I was like, yeah. if your daughter needs anything, I didn't even know her. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, I can't that, do that, anything. That's the lovely side of social media. That's the side that sometimes, and I'm a fucker because I'm like, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, but no, that's the lovely side of social media. It's the word is in it, social, that you can connect with people and share your stories and be helpful and, and feel helpful because you yeah. probably also felt you were doing a bit of a bit of um, looking after yourself. So it yeah. involves a little bit of lying around, a few of naps. Course, yeah. And sometimes you're like, how can I be helpful? Yeah. Though, as I'm, you know, as I'm, as I'm Something doing Something good this. has to come out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't know why I posted that day. My mom and dad were like, how did you even pull the words together? My dad just turned and he was like, that's just Eva." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, My yeah. mom couldn't fathom how I put such a thing together My yeah like, that's just what she is that's yeah she you're is. very you're very very strong and i'm not saying that because and, and as i said you're, you're you're not that i'm not worried about you of course i am <laughs> but as in you're not someone where i'm like oh my god like you know we need to check in yeah, like yeah. daily yeah. on on Aoife to see how she's doing you're an extremely strong person very very admirable Aoife oh robin everyone's not everyone says that, but people have said that. And I'm like, I don't feel that way. But yeah, thank you. Like, I'll just say I don't, thank I don't you. feel awesome. <laughs> um, but apparently I am. I won't get out the door with the big head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, thank listen, you. Thank you so you're, much. You're, you're not just smaller pregnancies. So no. um, we will discuss at 23, you have your own business now. Thank you. Yes. With an, another incredible thing that you've done. <laughs> so why don't you explain to everyone what the pageancy is? Robin, I thought you knew me at this stage. The P agency. P, P, P agency, <laughs> sorry. I'm joking, I am joking. I, do you know no. I flip between those two words? I know, I'm you've like, said, I you've say said both. multiple yeah, things. I say I like, both. Oh, I'll just leave her at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she's a client, it's fine. <laughs> if you made it this far, back in the intro, um, I said I fell into the role of a personal assistant uh, this year, actually six years ago, um, in the industry of, what was it, like, social media advertising beauty wellness industry I became a personal assistant and just helped out a mate who happened to have a job on social media and it just basically snowballed from there and so being a personal assistant if anyone doesn't know includes doing anything and everything like oh literally anything and everything Unless you have boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which you don't. No, so I'm, I'm getting better at boundaries. I'm getting there. So, yeah, like diary, schedule management. You need to be here, there, when. Um, clients, appointments. I could be your driver if you had somewhere to go, Robin. When you start, you know, making your millions of the podcast, yeah, I can on, drive everyone. you around. Start listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything. Admin, social media, whatever it is. Um. And thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I really get a kick and a buzz out of actually helping people. You're like, also like being extremely organised. Yeah, and not for myself, but maybe for other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I enjoy bringing that element of 
I suppose, organization to people's lives that helps them. And you become, and I never viewed myself as this, um, but you do become, is it indispensable? No? Yeah, indispensable. Is that a word? You, or indisposable? Indispensable. Indispensable. Dan is giving us the thumbs up. I was like, please, somebody. Dan knows that, like, I don't even know my job title. Pretty shit. Um, You become indispensable indispensable to somebody because if you kind of, I suppose, go full time into it, someone cannot run their day or their business without all the behind the scenes work. And if that's all you're doing, you become invaluable. That's the word. Yeah. Sometimes what you do is invaluable to people. And I just found there was a need for it, especially in that industry. Um, so yeah, basically six years on, I then am now PA for four, five, five people. And and they're all pretty much influencers, aren't they? To yeah, a degree. Give or take, yeah. 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 Um definitely. You're like bus- everyone except you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're influencing more than you know. Oh um, sure look. No, but yeah, so I just love that industry. Um, It's somewhere I've always worked. Even before I was a PA, I did social media for brands and stuff on Instagram and, you know, was right in knee deep in all of that stuff. And I just really enjoyed it. And so anyway, yeah, six years later, busier than I have been as a PA than ever. And obviously with COVID, it's taken, it's been a bit slow naturally. But I decided in February, before this all really kicked off, I was leaving my job to do this full time and launch a business out of it. So that's what I did. I left my job in February um, and launched the P agency only actually, I would say, what, like two or three months ago now? Yeah. But yeah. I was already working as a PA anyway. So yeah, this is more so like. Officialness. Yeah. Like making it official on Instagram. Because if it's not on Instagram, oh, it's on Instagram. It sure, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. What do you do? Nothing. Either. Okay, cool. So you just send it home, yeah? I do send it home. But yeah, basically, I craved, I really wanted a flexible work life. Didn't want shift work. Didn't want someone to tell me be here, there, everywhere at nine to five. I wanted to work for myself. I enjoyed being at home, being able to do what I love at home, live my life without being on the M50 in traffic every day. Yeah, yeah. Just loved flexible working and all them years working as a PA. Um, I just wanted to work for myself and not f- I I'll technically work f- for people, but they employ me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know what, do you know you what mean. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like my service as such. Yeah. So yeah, only launched that really recently. Um and thankfully, um I'm really busy and yeah. in a in a good way. As in like I see I guess I'm awkward talking about myself. Not to toot my own horn, but it is really picking up and there's such a demand for it that I didn't even realise existed. I will and say it's genius, right? It's absolutely <laughs> fucking give me all jobs genius. you don't want to do. Yeah, but you know why it's genius as well, right? PAs have been around forever, right? Of course they have, But yeah. you've hit a market that needs it. So all of these bloggers and influencers... There's so much admin that goes behind hashtag yeah. ad. Um, no, there actually is. So much, like, of course, yeah. there is because it's a transaction of 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 cash. It's it's it's, it's a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't. It's a business people deal, aren't just like. handing over. Well, some of them are just handing over money. <laughs> um, I've heard stories. The tax man is coming for you or not? NDAs, NDAs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just learned what NDA is. Robin, non-disclosure agreement. You working in pharma now, bitches? Um, um, but uh, yeah, no, I am. Um, 
so yeah, there's so much admin that goes in behind all of that, like exactly mm-hmm. NDAs, the transaction of like, and just the logistics of all yeah. of that. But then you have to create the content and actually follow through on the job, or you might have to be here, there, and everywhere. And before yeah. that, obviously, there was people they were they're out doing talks or in store, they were yeah. doing all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a such a fucking genius idea because they get, like okay, as an example, um, I'm working full time mm-hmm. and I'm not even just work like I'm working a 43 hour wow. week with the pharma company and then I'm everyone's probably like what <laughs> she's not a Mac anymore because <laughs> I just never put anything up because yeah. it was very messy I was trying to get my head listen that's another podcast anyway <laughs> uh, I won't bore people I still I'm when COVID lets us all run a makeup business and a bridal yes. business and you know yourself, oh. bridal bookings, just the email and the loan takes a so much. And then podcast and then a child and then a family. You don't and give just yourself any like credit. Lit- do you know what? No, I don't Robin, know. You actually, no, you no, don't. No, no, but you I, actually but, don't. But for example, we're talking about you, even not me. Um, <laughs> Roll to birth. You... Um, you very much what's the word are are invaluable to someone like like I got you to do a bit of emailing for me and just a little bit of organising oh and then I have merchandise trying to order that and getting the logistics and all of that sorted so like there's just so much that and like I'm not a blogger with all of that other stuff going on Mm -hmm. so it's a it is a brilliant idea so can I ask you what is your thoughts on the owl influencing world well I've been working within it before the influencer world took off as the influencer world as we know it today um, the, all them big influencers today were only babies at the time mm. baby influencers they had blogs they were on Facebook had actual blogs yeah um, on Facebook like proper day one like yeah, I, I, but I was proper yeah Snapchat yeah yeah I was only going through it. Snapchat the other day and I was like I followed every influencer on this and I don't use Snapchat yeah I, went yeah, back I never had it, it. Yeah, for That's the purpose I don't of know this, anyone. I was like, how long have I actually been here? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I loved it and I do love it. I don't enjoy, that's why I love working behind the scenes. I don't enjoy, say, being out the face and being an influencer, but I adore the work that goes on behind the scenes. And there is such a stigma around influencers and that whole business. And I get it. I absolutely get it. And I also think... It depends what you're really asking me, but I do think it's a job that no one's done before. There's no rules. There's no one who's been there, done that, and is like, this is how you do it. There's no guidance. Oh, you're don't worry, one of them will write a book soon. <laughs> oh, waiting for it. <laughs> do you know something I don't know? No, I don't. I don't. I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> but no, but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In that sense, um, it's just not been done before. And you're learning how to do your job. It's like your first day in a new job, but at the eyes of like... 200k people yeah do you know what I mean do you think though because sometimes right now I'm just gonna be a bit mean here I'm not being mean no do you know what? I'm actually not being mean I'm being real sometimes my feeling on it is like so see what you're saying like the work that goes into it yeah. I just think the one thing that's bothering me at the minute and I have a lot of friends who are influencers and it's a, it's a it is a great gig I don't hate them by the way as a as a disclaimer I don't hate anyone <laughs> um I just like the the it's very hard. No, like brain surgery is hard. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? No, I get you. Like being a doctor is hard. Being an accountant, that's a hard gig. Yes. Sometimes like for me, it's like, now it's hard being in the public eye. Yes. That that is hard, but Mm -hmm. that's the decision you've made. You've met. Yes. So, and I really don't think though, most people who began in that and are now very much so in the public eye as bloggers ever intended to be. No, it wasn't how it, wasn't. it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you kind of fell into something again that you were like, oh, oh, well, I was writing things about like that foundation. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was scaldy and now like abuse. Yeah. And I think, I definitely think the, the trolling is hard. The, as you just said, like there yeah, are trolling um, is disgusting. But there's parts of it that yeah. are hard. But hundred percent, you're doing what you love, so you're getting into these fab outfits. You're on shopping, you're posting your fashion posts. You love this makeup. You're working with brands that you love. The element of actually like taking pictures of yourself and maybe creating the content isn't the hard part. The hard part, in my perspective, is from a business point of view, what goes on behind it. So then, like your editing, the back and forths, all that kind of stuff would be the harder part, I think, that most bloggers would find and just don't want to do it themselves. And you know influencers and bloggers on a different level to the rest of us. Like a PA probably knows their deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. We'll, um, we won't ask you them today. Um, <laughs> I would not have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be working for people if I disclosed. Yes, things. exactly. Um, but if but what is, what, what is the psychological behind the scenes look like sometimes for how bloggers do, at the moment how like, do you mean as in how they feel or, yeah you because know. like it's like we we see everybody we see a, a one second image or a mm-hmm. 10 second video we don't see the yeah. real person but do you do you feel that what we see with bloggers and what really goes be on behind the scenes are different yes um i find this hard to touch on as well because people i work for were my friends before i worked for them yeah you know what I mean so I find it so you know them personally anyway yeah before I ever worked for them and before they were the people they are today online do you know what I mean yeah so I knew the people beforehand and I I do think maybe some people and this is not just people I work for shouldn't be online anymore yeah if it, it it gets bad like really bad yeah yeah people I say it all the time it suffers and that's not that's not like a secret to anybody. Oh, if no, you're that's online, general. You know this. That's yeah, general. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. People generalise. You could put us in that category. Yeah. You know, you could put anyone in that category. Like, I have been mentioned on these forums. And have you? Yeah. I'm going to go search your name later. No, I've, I, was, I was shown. I was mentioned on these forums because I know certain people or I, I might work for certain people. Yeah, yeah. And, like, people just take the piss out of me. And I'm like, oh I didn't God, even sign up for what? this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm someone who's like... Oh, can feck off they can actually oh feck off but I see on a bigger scale I don't know how I'd be able to cope if I was in the center of attention and this was all going on I just see it from behind the scenes looking at my friends and it's shit yeah no it is you know, awful it's, like it's there really is bad. like I mean everyone, psychologically you, it's just not I have seen it no it's horrible bottom. like yeah, as in yeah, I yeah. like I'm saying things in terms of like it's more like, let's debate about this. It's an industry. We could sit here and talk about pharma in the same way. We could yeah. sit here and talk about cosmetics in the mm-hmm. same way. There's parts that you like. and you, But it's not nasty and, and malicious and yeah. with the intent to hurt a certain individual. Those forums are people who are 
I say it all the time, fucking bored. Yeah. Um, and nothing else to do with their day. And like, if anything, to be pitied. And sure, I went on, if anyone who fo- is listening to this follows me on Instagram, and you should, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree. I went, no, I, totally agree. I went, <laughs> uh, you know, I went yeah. off on one a few weeks ago mm-hmm. over the forums because I just think they're disgusting. Like, they really, I think if you know someone personally, you really see. Yeah, the other behind. side of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very 100%. easy. People I don't know personally and are bloggers or whoever they might be online. It's very easy to be like, oh, for fuck. Here's your one again. Now look at that. Now yeah. look at that. How come she, like, she doesn't serve that or so on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very yeah, yeah. easy to go into that narrative. Yeah, I think I I think you need to then, if that's the road you're going down, you need to take responsibility yeah. and remove the triggers. And yes. I actually, I was, uh, Drew Hennessy's podcast, he talks about that as well. Mm-hmm. Like removing the triggers from your social media, things that knock you, knock, start ticking away at your mental health like don't yeah. follow mute it do whatever you want but don't put hate out to the world it's not yeah. it as people say put in your group chat yeah 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 have like, it over a cup of tea yeah exactly we talk won't about do us it. after this podcast if yeah, you want yeah, two just don't melters. send it to me yeah two melters <laughs> I don't want to know yeah yeah but I do think you have to be responsible for the content you're putting out online you have a responsibility to your followers yeah on the, on the flip side yeah yeah and this goes completely across the board you have the responsibility your platform or not it's online to put your best foot forward where possible be honest don't talk shite be in it if you're in it for the right reasons if you genuinely love what you do like genuinely love it yeah I think when it starts becoming about like how many ads can I get it's very obvious it's very obvious yeah 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 very very obvious I really I think I'm a very honest person if anyone who worked with me will tell you that if if you ask my opinion, I'll give it to you. And if I think, absolutely not, then I'll tell you, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm lucky that people listen to me when I say that. I'm not just saying it to be like, you know, ah, no, I don't like that. Yeah. But it's genuinely, yeah. no. A good, strong, solid opinion. Yeah, yeah. So where do you plan now? Um, where is PA agent page? <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Do you want me to I, do anything I'm for actually, you again? Like, I'm actually going <laughs> to play the voice note because I can say the name yeah. of your company. The P Agency. P Agency. When you see it spelled. Yeah, when you see it spelled. It makes like, sense. Like, I can and I can't even raise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the P Agency. P Agency. P Agency. Yeah. What is the plan? Where do you see it? So, Pretend COVID isn't around. Yeah, so basically the idea of, of it was is now I can't really take on anybody else myself maybe another one or two people yeah depending on their needs yeah of course yeah 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 so the p agency is basically going to be a pa agency the p agency is just a play on letters and words yeah very um, and i hope to in 2021 we're now oh my god mm-hmm. i still say 2020 in 2021 hope to expand my team of pas but really um, focusing on the industry that I'm in and that I love because if I don't love what I do, it won't get me up out of the bed in the morning to do it. Yeah, and that's just yeah, it. Yeah. And I've turned down a lot of jobs that I'm like, it's just not for me. I had not like an IT person. I had different things. I'm just like, no, I have to be passionate about it. Beauty, wellness, Instagram, con- like social media, marketing, love it all. Yeah, yeah. I will do my thousand percent best at that. So yeah, yeah gonna be 
bring on a few more people. Going to be big. I hope so. Big things coming. And like, and yeah. if you are listening and you need some help, get on to Eva. So Eva, yeah. where can everybody find you? So I have my own personal Instagram or my business Instagram, whatever. There is the P Agency online. P A G E N C Y. Um, on Instagram and um, website is also ready to go waiting on one or two um, references if oh. you're listening please send me your references that I'm, I'm waiting like, for I think that's me actually <laughs> <laughs> oh no actually yeah but no <laughs> <laughs> they'll know they'll know yeah, and yeah. Um, Instagram the P agency Aoife McDonald on Instagram as well and hit me up with an email if you're a deadly PA and you might need a job yeah exactly absolutely <laughs> you have to be deadly though like, yeah, you have, you have to, to be, be mad sound yeah, yeah. oh mad sound <laughs> and you have to love tea and chocolate otherwise that brownies. has to be on the uh, on the uh, the job requ- I'll do the 100%. job requirements up be you fun. need another job <laughs> no fuck no. <laughs> no if I get another job there'll be nothing left to me oh, um, and I don't mean that physically because it's loads of me <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> As we um, eat brownies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but listen, Aoife, everyone will, I'm sure after this um pod this podcast, this episode, we'll keep everybody up to date on how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and if anyone does want to get in touch and you're a PA, do get in touch with Aoife. I'll leave everything in the show notes for your Instagram pages and your website. And I just want to wish you the very best of luck tomorrow and tell you that I absolutely love the fucking bones of you oh, Robbie, and you're, you're me little young one friend who's about five foot taller than me um, and thank, thank you, you. So no thank you so much for coming in that was not an easy thing to do and you're very courageous for the years off everyone but thank you for having me and I love you so much love you too girl thank you thank you so much guys for listening to another episode of the beauty of truth today if you would like to see more of Aoife, and I know that Aoife has been taking to Instagram stories to, a- to answer any questions that people might have, you can follow Aoife at Aoife McDonald MUA. And if you would like to see more of or hear more of me, you can find me at the Beauty of Truth podcast or my makeup page is Robin Byrne Makeup. Thanks a mil, guys. And don't forget to download, rate, share and comment on this podcast if you're loving it. Oh,